An engineer and a lawyer raised up in the dirty south. We gonna spit that real and tell you what this world about. We rode up by you classic Mardi Gras mobile. Now we nine to fivers raising kids and paying bills. We're just two dope dads in a minivan. Freak Nick in Magic City, more bust than ashtrays. Not an assets who chase a four or one case. Grew up on different strokes, too short and candy girl. Now we got wives running us in the world. We're just two dope dads in a minivan. We're just two dope dads in a minivan. Uh, here we go hey, again. Boy, what's up, homeboy? What it do, man? Oh, look, hey, man, I, I just got off a 24-hour flight to Australia. So it's, uh, I'm here. I am here. I'm here to give you the news, to chop it up with you. How you hey, doing? Man, gonna, hey, let's skew it on the barbie like Raekwon and Outcast did, baby. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Good reference. <laughs> man, look. But, uh, Man, I know you ought to be tired. You came off of, you coming off of Mardi Gras. Well, no, you 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 flew from D.C. to yeah. Jacksonville, Florida. Drove from Jacksonville to Mobile. Kicked it. You kicked it hard in Mobile, man. Look, I'm giving you a prop. You got more. You got more recovery powers than than dogs on Wolverine. Like I don't see how you this do year. it. <laughs> this year, this year, this year was I'm right. You know what? I had some some uh, my supplements I was taking. I, I definitely had some beat some uh some B two B three. So uh, <laughs> well, look, bro, you, you definitely got to uh, you, you may have to market those or or, or put right. them on the website or or something, man, because they they obviously work. Because you bouncing around like, hey, I was still walk from the day party on Saturday. I, I was walk from the day party Saturday day party on on Ash Wednesday. So. Yeah, uh, the day party. We know we got to talk about the day party because the day party was outstanding. Oh man, look, we, we definitely did. The, the crew of Bond Temps, and um, look, man, look, I, I said something in the last episode wherein I, I, I compared New Orleans Mardi Gras to a Grateful Dead concert, um, and, and compared Mobile and said that Mobile was, was like a Frank Beverly and Mays concert. That was no shade to New Orleans. Look, there are times when I want to go to a Grateful Dead or a Rolling Stones concert, right, but right. if I'm, you know, the the the, the Frank Beverly and Mays comparison was just because Mobile, that's our family reunion, man. That's when we come back. People don't come home for Christmas, Thanksgiving, even the death of loved ones, but they're gonna come back from Mardi Gras and they're gonna bring their crew with them, no matter where in the right. world they're, they're scattered. Right, right, and, and you know what? And the funny thing about it is, it's hard to explain because if you're not from Mobile and not experience Mardi Gras is hard to for you to understand the madness that we go through, right. and just uh, I mean it's, it's hard. It's just it's hard, you know. But you know what? But you can once you you know give people that chance to come and you show them. Like when my wife first started coming, she was like, "What is this? What is Mardi Gras like?" But then actually, <laughs> like it, it's like entrenched. she's entrenched. She's like, "Hey, we're going to the boom boom." I'm like, "Yep." We're going to the boom. Mardi Gras is still my wife's least favorite time of the year because she she knows that I just come out of my shell and you know you go from uh I go from from Bruce Banner into the Incredible Hulk from from Friday right. to Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday, I turn back into Doctor Bruce Banner and you know get my ass on my forehead, repent for forty days, and uh, right. 
she knows for, for those, those, those that, that weekend, that extended weekend for Mardi Gras, uh, it's, it's, uh, all bets are off uh, when it comes to me. So, uh, but man, we, we had a blast. G. Reese, Robert, stay clean, stay clean, Stokes. Uh, we, we this, this is the ninth annual. This is this is the ninth, uh, I guess, version of our day party, and uh, we we've been doing this, man, and and just some some guys that, that, that you know knew each other from back in the day, high school. Uh, you, George, and, and Stokes. I went to Viger. I of course went to Murphy, but uh, man, we've been good doing rival. Good rival. We started it too. I remember one year we came home. Hey, D, was you on for Mardi Gras? Yeah. What 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 we doing tonight? Man, I don't know, because at that point, it really weren't there really weren't any clubs for us at that right. point. Everyone, you either had to go to a ball or you know, like a house set or something somewhere. And I think that was sort of the idea or the iteration for us having the day party. Uh kind of when we come home or when our friends come home, hey, we want it to be, you know, kind of like a class reunion, family reunion type atmosphere. And uh and man, it, it 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 has gone. It has grown beyond our wildest dreams. And, and right, and, and you know, the whole platform of day parties kind of it was like, you know what? During the day is a dead time. Now, you go from Joe came, you wait around for the parade later that night, and you know, then maybe you go to the um, the, the carnation, right? And I stopped yeah. on the carnation a long time ago. So, um, so yes, yeah, so it was like, hey, it's a dead time. Most people can be downtown in Mobile. So mm -hmm. why not have a day party down there so they can bounce around and do things, be with their family, and then come around and you know see friends and then go back with their family right. um, in a safe way. So uh, I, you know, I thought it was a good concept. I think it's still a good concept. I feel like we evolve. Um, that's with the crew. And it's like I say, shout out to G. Reese Productions and Robert Stay Clean. Uh, Robert Stay Clean Incorporated. Right, right, right. Bringing us the fresh gear. Um, but you know those guys they elevate us. I think we elevate them, and I think we keep elevating together. Um, and like I said, the night at the tent's gonna be bananas. Yeah. And man, the thing with the day party too is we get people from all over the world. People fly, flown in from the Middle East, from New York, uh, you yeah. know, South Florida, Houston, L.A., Chicago, drive down from Atlanta. And man, we yeah. have elevated that party to the point where it's not about us making money. Like, we're not trying to make money on it. Man, we just want people to have a good experience. We want to be good hosts. We want to make sure that, that the, the liquor's flowing, the music is is, is vibing, and, and and that everybody right. is out there dancing. They're, they're all their cares away. Um, they're not right. worried about their taxes. They're not worried about uh, someone being sick. They're not worried about what's going on at work. You know, they're just there in the moment, and 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 amongst family and friends, and in a even if you're not a family member or a friend, you know, by the end of that night or the end of Mardi Gras, you come to our t you come to our party or you come to our tailgate or, or hang out with us, you're gonna be friends, and we're gonna network uh, next year or, or throughout the year. If I'm in your city, I call you up. You come to my city, I call you call me up, and we do business together. You know, you know, of course, you know, as a lawyer and. You know, you as an engineer, you know, somebody that can hook you up with a contract. That's what it's about. And, um, you know, just very, very thankful uh, for the opportunity to, uh, to 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 not only be able to come back and bring my kids to Mobile. Uh, I know I know yeah. Dylan and, and my girls had a, had a great time. Uh, great time. He's still talking about it. Harder than us. So. 
I know they stayed out late. I mean, it was late at night in a go-kart, <laughs> golf cart. Man, so, uh, yeah. shout out to uh, Bernard Ross, Tailgate Kings, oh, yeah. the business squared away. Uh, the catering was phenomenal. DJ Tech, Fred Alert, uh, they, they brought the sound. Um, you know, it, it was just a great overall party. And, uh, I, and, and also, too, had a great time. Uh, all the balls, all the parties, all the tailgates. Um, I call them tailgates, but you know, people with, with RVs or you see an RV or a tent up, you know that you can come there and get a plate. Um, and and Anytime, you know, just walk up. Yeah. Um, just walk and, up. And Mobile, it's, it's going to be a six degrees of separation. Even if you don't know them, if you talk to them long enough, they they they, they will know one of you. They'll know you, your wife, one of your family members, or you know, they're, they're one of your classmates. So. Uh, exactly. Once you make that connection, it's all good. And and not just in Mobile for Mardi Gras, but that's the beauty of Mobile, man. We look out for each other all over the world. You're an Australian. If you hear, you see or hear somebody from Mobile, they're going to say, hey, D, look me up. And you know, you know, you know if, if an emergency comes up, you miss the flight, God forbid, or luggage gets lost. Hey, man, where can I go? Uh, you know, where can I buy some... To replacement items or whatever for, for whatever it is that got lost. Mobile looks right. out for Mobile all over the world. Exactly. And that's what and shout mean. out to the ladies that work the front door. Uh the front door oh, yeah. Part. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, they pivot they pivoted uh uh yeah. Yeah Kim Kim Nyla. Miss Nyla uh hard working uh, young lady in, 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 in college that I know of but um exactly exactly but bro, it, it was great, and thank you to everyone who supported us. Thank you to the corporate sponsors. Like to start off as four dudes, you know, I think we were sitting in like the Galaxy Club or Jayon's place. It sounds like the only place that was open, you know, uh, ten years ago. And we came up with this, put the blueprint, uh, wrote out the blueprint, put it into action, have been executing on it, and uh, each year gets better and better and uh just uh and, and and forgot about levi too uh the host with the most oh yeah baby. yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah definitely. Levi, definitely. Levi Sims, man thank you and uh let's let's is as Sydney Portier uh Bill Cosby and the Staples singer said let's do it again next year. Yeah, right. right exactly let's do it again That's bigger. oh yeah Dude, man so D what tell us what you're doing in Australia man hunting crocodile uh, you know what? You know, Australia probably got like the most. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not touching no water here. So you, you know, Australia got like probably the most deadly animals here. So I'm staying in the city. I'm in Melbourne right now. Uh, it's pretty. It's a pretty city. Very, very clean. Um, but it's a huge city. It's almost kind of like a New York, but kind of uh, with not the New York traffic. Let me say it like that. So it's it's, it's, it's the scene. It's the sky rises, but it's. Not it's not that many people, so which I kind of like. Wait a minute, cool. see it's like New York. Do they have a, do they have the bodegas and the uh, and the hot dog carts like New York? Or? No, 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 right. no. Just the scene. I haven't seen. I haven't seen. You know what? We got here on Sunday, um, so it was kind of kind of slow. Uh, let let me see how the week goes. I can definitely let you know next time we take. But yeah, uh, but it's nice though. It's real nice. It's real nice. Um, so I'm here with the wife. She's here for. Um, uh, for work as as usual, and I'm here with the kids. So I'm the uh, daddy daycare, daddy uh, daddy daycare. Uh, but um, we'll have a good time though, definitely for Dylan to see uh, Australia. You know. Oh yeah. 
we walk all around and uh, go to the zoo. You can see we actually saw some kangaroos when we first got here. As soon as we got off the uh, the plane, so that's been pretty yeah, cool. Just hopping around the airport. Yeah. Well, it was in a, I guess, in the kind of like a, a fenced-in area, like right outside the airport. Yeah, yeah, they're just hopping around. I was like, man, I know wild, like the guy was driving. Was like, were they were yeah. they wild kangaroos or? Yeah, it was wild kangaroos. Yeah, I, I believe it was wild. They was just they, they was just out in the open field, just hopping around. I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's we cool. That. A lot of a lot of the airports here um, in the south. You know they have to have those fences out to keep coyotes and, and wild pigs off the runway. So right. Oh, issue. okay. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. So FAA um, and, and and local airport authorities. A lot of times they have to mandate that. Uh, I I did some work with the Montgomery Airport Authority, and that was that was those were issues that we had here. And I call it Montgomery International Airport. So. <laughs> I would say this, you know what, driving from Jacksonville to Mobile, I, I saw the the most, uh, the wild, I mean, wild pigs I've ever seen in my life. I was like, I've never seen any hogs on the side of the road. I mean, I saw at least like 30. Yeah. And and they are, uh, man, they, they, they reproduce at a prolific rate. And, uh, you know, it's, it's they're all kind of services. The uh, coyotes and, and wild pigs are, are big problems here. Coyotes because of rabies and the fact that they'll come into neighborhoods, you know, as we develop um, what used to be rural or, or wooded areas and the coyotes will come in and, you know, snatch your chihuahua or, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to mess with your dogs, but but they'll, uh, they'll, 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 they'll snatch a, you know, a lab, I mean, a cocker spaniel or okay. know, a smaller dog that, that really doesn't, you know, I don't, I don't think they're going to, and I may be wrong, that, but I don't, I don't think they want a, a pit or, uh, no, I don't think they want an English bulldog. Uh, yeah. Well, the, the, French, the French is small, but the French, the French bulldog is feisty. So, I'll, yeah, they can try. <laughs> a French bulldog thinks that he's a, uh, a, a, a traditional pit bull. English, I mean, not an English, but exactly. uh, you know, American, American bulldog. American I agree. Bulldog, uh, Stratford, right. What is it, or whatever? Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, they, 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 uh, they, they, they have egos, but they're very, very pampered. So, uh, I agree. Like to be pampered. So we got a, uh, yeah. So we got another guest that's joining us. Who we got? Who we got? Let's see who's coming in. Let's, let's put them in here. Uh, can, can we get them in? That's the question. I need to change. I might have changed the view. That's what it has to need. Let me change the view. Uh, uh, that's cool. But go ahead. Keep talking while I change the view so we can bring our, our guest in. Man, hopefully the guest is going to be the, uh, the 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 chocolate boy wonder, the the Pete Rock of uh, of production, podcast production. Uh, none All other right. than the, 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 the esteemed and world-renowned uh, producer and also a homeboy from Mobile, Alabama, Mr. Vance Lane. I'm hoping that's a right. on a, on our line. Yeah, that's what we what we hoping. He 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 probably has some issues. He probably come back. So let's 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 keep going until he 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 pops right. back up. Uh, well, he he he's our he's our tech support department because uh, 
Uh, you, you, you're a brilliant engineer, and I think I'm a pretty darn good lawyer, but uh, uh, trying to figure yeah. out StreamYard and, and uh, without without closing down the uh, without closing down our show and logging everyone out, uh, I, I think I'm just gonna I'm still clear of touching any buttons. Exactly, man. I've had a hard time yeah. with this whole scenario. All right, here we go. Let's bring him in. Here we go. Add to the stream. Here we go. Yes, what sir. What's going on, gentlemen? The chocolate wonder. What's up, baby? <laughs> I can't call it, man. I'm in the dark right now. I'm in, uh, I'm actually in uh, the mountain booth here at the uh, broadcast center right now, man. Playing a little hooky with you guys. <laughs> All right, man. Well, look, I, I don't want um, I don't want your colleagues, uh, the the boss lady from CBS, coming after us, man. <laughs> if you're not if you're not in, in place right and early Monday morning. For the news, uh, I don't, I don't want there to be any blowback. So please don't lose your day job over us, man. Hey, man, I'm, here, I'm here all the time, man. But uh, I had to come in and make sure I get, got you guys straight, man. I like the podcast. I like the podcast. I like what y'all doing, man. I'm, I'm excited to work with y'all, man. We going, we going worldwide. We going worldwide. No, but I appreciate it, man. Appreciate you, appreciate you riding with us, and uh, you know, with you on board, man. You definitely gonna. Uh, as, as Biggie said, you never thought that the two dope dads would make it this far, but now we're in the limelight. Hey, and I'm here for it, man. And the, pe the people are excited. And like you said, I've been trying to do something digitally for 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 my community and for my people locally. You know, like you know, I work here at CBS, and it's cool and all that. But I tell them a lot of times, a lot of stuff that we talk about don't touch the people I know or exactly. don't affect the people I know in a substantial way a lot of times. Mm -hmm. So this is my attempt to kind of do what I do for my people and for the culture, you know what I mean? So that's why I was really glad when I saw you guys wanted to start this up. I was like, I got to I gotta help out with I, you know, I know the ins and outs of how to do it. You guys got the personality. You got the story. I'm just helping you tell them. Right. Well, thanks, bro. And and, and man, look that 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 perspective, um, and, and what you just talked about really is what we're about. Uh, as you mentioned, like a volcano erupting somewhere in the South Pacific doesn't necessarily concern us per se, or that wouldn't grab our attention as a news story. It might grab Daryl since he's in Australia. We probably have to follow that volcanic eruption to get back home. But like a hurricane, a story about a hurricane is brewing in the Gulf. Hey, you're going to take notice of that no matter where you are in the world because you know that that's going to affect us or has the potential to affect us or our loved ones. So, And I know y'all are doing the Mardi Gras. Even the way you covered Mardi Gras, I'm on a crusade. To get them to come to Mobile and do a Mobile Mardi Gras story because it's like Mardi Gras, New Orleans, done. It's like no, no, no. Right. I'm telling you, we we talked about that earlier. And Mardi Gras in Mobile is epic. I'm, you know, it's and it's, I know it's, I was doing the pictures, and I wasn't telling them where it was at first. I was just showing them pictures, and they were like, "Oh my God, New Orleans is like that. That's not New Orleans, right? That's right. Mobile." <laughs> Right. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of videos on Instagram and places. Um, you really can't tell where where it is. Is it New Orleans or Mobile? Because I'm looking like, what? That's the Mobile. Like, I mean, you never can really can tell. The streets look the same. Right. And, right. And I would give people a life hack. Like, if you wanna, like, you can come to Mobile for Mardi Gras. Like, if you've never been to Mobile, period, or you don't know anyone in Mobile, period, you you can still come and have a good time. 
But if you want to go to where the spots are, where the where the where the haps are, so to speak, you got to connect with someone from Mobile. And in that way, not only can they get you into the ball and the party and show you which party to go to, but you can also you're not gonna go hungry. You're gonna you're gonna go to somebody's auntie house and eat red beans, and then you're gonna go somewhere else. They're gonna be barbecuing, and you go somewhere else. Later on, they're gonna be making gumbo. Then you end up at Rogers Barbecue at two o'clock in the morning. Uh, so it's it's uh, man, it's it's great, man. I, I just I really enjoy it. I'm glad that my kids get to see it um, because I tell people, like, I told people at that party, like this is who I am. Like this is this is why I am who I am. Um, right. I have my loved ones there. I have my friends there. Uh, just repping my city, man. And, and it's just always good to be home. Always. And they think I'd be crazy the way I'd be ripping up here, but I'd be like, be imagine being a kid growing up with this and then not being there for it. I was just yeah. here real sad on that too. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, real sad up in here. Oh yeah, so yeah, definitely in DC. Yeah, I miss one year. This is down next year, so. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming next year, man. But look here, I got I got obligations to hold, but I just wanted to check in with you guys, man, and uh, we'll be in touch. And uh, like I say, this thing is going around the world. I, I check you guys later, man. All right, man. Thanks so much, man. We appreciate you, bro. Like I say, man, you you the Pete Rocker podcast, baby. Hey, I'm trying to be, man. I represent them OB. I ain't too dope, dad. I holler. Represent on the CBS Morning News. Not the local CBS Morning News in New York, but the one with Gail and, and Nate on it. In Big dogs. Big dogs. All right. Cool, man. That's real cool. Yeah. But D, man, all right. So you're in Australia. I know we, I know we, 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 we talked about Mardi Gras. Did you have an opportunity to ever check out the Grammys? I think I had texted you. When it came on, they had the 50th anniversary of hip hop special. I did, I did, I did check it out. So I did. I had, I think I YouTubed it, and uh, I found it on YouTube, and uh, I, it was good. It was good. I, I thought it was a very good um, tribute to the 50th uh, year of hip hop. Uh, I know a lot of people kind of, you know, got left out. Uh, like, what was the group that? Oh, like um, uh, uh, the Houston um, Ghetto Boys. I think oh, they were like man. upset about that, which I understand, right? Because I mean, look, you know, I'm a Willie D fan. I, I listen to the podcast, man. I, I, I shout out, man, Scarface and Willie D, and those dudes. I, I, I still wear rap a lot. I got a rap a lot T-shirt somewhere. But, but right. Willie D's point was, hey, why was Scarface? Did they ask for Scarface or did they ask for the Ghetto Boys to perform? And if they asked for Scarface, then why is Scarface performing a Ghetto Boys song? And Willie D wasn't invited. So. Right, 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 right. I agree. But all in all, I thought the tribute was good. Um, I think they took it to the, well, you know, they, they went through the whole LL Cool J, uh, Run DMC kind of tree, which is which is not bad. I mean, you, that's, you know, that's what we grew up on, right? Uh, even though the, the the late seventies and the early eighties was some some true hip hop as well, yeah. but it did start getting popular around that time of Run DMC. They took it to another level, from my perspective. That's all I like to speak okay. on. My perspective. They, they, they certainly took it to another level, and uh, you know, man, it, it was. Uh, I think the first what was what was the first tape because we that's what we had back then. First album or tape you ever got rap tape. Ooh. 
it probably was Run DMC. I have to think about it. But that you or had, but you had an older brother, so you you know, so you, you kind of had an advantage. Yeah, but you know, he was he was he was eighties at the Murphy, and uh, he was in more in the rock than he was in hip hop. So oh, I think I might. <laughs> Yeah, he was a rocker. So yeah, we was listening to Journey and uh, 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 Def Leppard with him. But um, <laughs> I was you no know, okay. So first out, it might have been Run DMC. Then it might have been. Um, let me think about it. Slick Rick. I think I bought Slick. Fat Boys definitely. You know, I had some flat. You know, we used to go to the, concert, the Fat Boys concert at the uh, at Last Stadium. So uh, definitely, we Egyptian lover. Man, and, uh, I think LL was on that show too. I remember LL was drinking orange juice out of gallon jug and right. putting it on himself. At a right, 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 right. It was middle of July. Right, and Earl came out. Earl came out with the big box. With the boom box. <laughs> <laughs> Bobcat, hey, Bobcat was DJing with the uh, with the fat uh, gold chain and uh, the, the coonskin cap on in the middle of the city right. in Mobile, Alabama, at 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 the outdoor venue of Mass Stadium. But right, man, everybody. Uh, Egyptian lover, uh, man, I, and 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 that's the thing, man. Golly, just the rise of hip hop, man. It started fifty years ago. DJ DJ Cool Hurt, a Jamaican immigrant, uh, had a back to school party for his sister, and um, she was trying to raise money. To, they were charging like twenty five cents for entrance in the um, in their apartment building. I guess they had like a hall downstairs. That you could rent out, and she wanted she wanted back to school money. Her brother was a DJ. He did the party. Then he started playing playing the, the break beats. I guess the, the the most popular part of the song, where kind of like the drummer did his thing. Uh, you may have heard Jane Brown say, "Get a drummer, son." And, right, exactly. Uh, and and this is one thing I did not know. The term B boy came from uh, you remember the honest I'm a B boy standing in my B boy stance. Oh, yeah, right. Dance like this on the wall was the break dancers, which is why they call it breaking because of the break beats. But the break dancers standing on the wall waiting for the DJ to get to the break of the song. Get to the break, so, right? Get to the break. They, so they'd be on the on the wall, you know, like, Man, this dude hurry up and play the break so we can do our thing. And, exactly. Um, so that's that's just man, just it's something that started in the basement by a Jamaican immigrant. 50 years ago in the Bronx, New York, has grown to what it is, um, right. a global phenomenon. And uh, dude, it's, it was just, but 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 I, I respect Quest love, man. I know some people are mad. It's like when you have, a, when you turn 50 and have your 50th birthday party, you're gonna send invitations to everybody who you can. Or you may even yeah. make a, a, a public post on social media or whatever, like, hey, Having a 50th birthday party is going to be at this venue. Please show up. Instead of a gift, donate to this or whatever. And someone's still going to be offended and say that they didn't get a personal invite or or they didn't see your post inviting everyone to your party. Quest Love right. had, you know, eight to 10 minutes to chronicle 50 years of music. And so someone was going to get left out. You know, obviously, uh, BDP, um, Booking Down Productions, KRS One. Their contributions, MC Light. Um, no, I don't think Cube was on there. Uh, so he, 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 he's probably okay with it too. Cube was probably okay with that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 
I mean, I, I, I mean, yeah, I would have rather seen Ice Cube as opposed to Ice T, but Ice T started. I didn't say he started, started. but man, when that six in the he morning, was a pioneer, yeah, right, right, exactly. Man, he was a pioneer in the West Coast. West Coast now. Now. now on TV, but back then, man, that was the realest rap that I ever heard. It blew my mind uh, when I heard exactly. six in the morning. I was like, man, I didn't know that they lived like this in California. I thought everybody lived in Hollywood and walked poodles down the street with wearing sunglasses, shopping on right. the day of Exactly, exactly. And, and so that's how, that's how hip hop evolves, right? You're like, you know, all right, Ron Nipsey gave us the blueprint and then it took off. Then you had, um, I mean, you look at the 90s. Let's talk about the 90s hip hop. I mean, they took it to a whole nother level. Best hip hop in my mind, best hip hop ever is 90s hip hop. Mm. I know I'm gonna get some. Ah, I'm gonna disagree with that. Oh, no. <laughs> and maybe 2000, early 2000s. I mean, I would say this I think 2000s was for RB, 90s was for hip hop. <laughs> what you gonna say for that? I'm sorry, what'd you say? I said 2000s was for RB and 90s was for hip hop. I know you're gonna debate it, but you know what? We might say that for 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 you know what we got for the fans. Yeah, and, and I tell you this, man. I, I'm not a, um, and I know this might seem blasphemous, but I'm not a uh, how can I say? I'm not a '90s or 2000s or anything R&B guy. I think that uh, a lot of the R&B there's certain R&B songs, but I like R&B songs with a hip hop edge to them. Like for technically, Bill Bill DeVoe was R&B. Uh, Poison was an yeah. R&B song technically, so I like hip hop like that as opposed to slow jam, whatever. If I'm when it's time for slow jams, I prefer to listening to um, the Isley Brothers, or I prefer listening to um, the OJ's uh, right. for, for slow jams as opposed to any a random artist on, on on the bad boy label for instance you know oh well, you you gonna have some a lot of people on uh upset about no, that that's just me that's me i mean i i more traditional r&b yeah more traditional because like, oh, that's kind of what i was raised on and you know when it's time to um kind of like uh uh my boy oh man now this is gonna raise some controversy but my boy kanye the old kanye but that song, um, I listened to some Marvin Gaye, some Luther Van right. little Anita. That's me. That that that's me as opposed to some of the, you know, like one twelve was cool or whatnot. But you know, when it when it's time to time to put in work and handle business, I, I'm relying on the old standards. Uh, to, so uh, to, uh, Joe, no Joe, no Joe for you, no Joe, no Joe, no Joe. Even though he's okay. from Opelika, Alabama. But no, I mean, and trust me, I listen to Joe and whatnot, but um, I, I'm just, based upon how the, the music, uh, the musical catalog that I grew up on, and um, and, and the thing with Kanye too, and the thing with rap in general, I think the rap, a, a few things, rap helped me to appreciate our father's generation, our parents' generation and their music. I'm like, man, you know, Kanye took this, Shaka Khan song, threw it in the sampler and, you know, came out with Through the Wire. Um, or, you know, Kanye as a producer, man, I, I just, 
college dropout, that that really, really was me. Like it's it's certain it's certain artists that I sort of embody. Like I'm I'm a I'm a little bit biz marquee. I never take myself too serious. I like I'm goofy. I like to have a good time. Uh I'm wow. a little bit in my soul. I, I'm a non-conformist. I kind of march to the beat of my own drummer. You know, everybody else is R- like that. RP plug two. RP plug two. Yeah, man. So glad that they got their masters back. But I'm sad that he never got he didn't directly get to see the fruits uh of of their of their labors uh, from from when you know their teenage or their most productive years. But right. and what I love about Daylight too, man, I've as as they matured, um, I kind of see myself in them. Um and that's kind of what this podcast is. Like you go from um you know the potholes in my lawn uh, or three feet high rising, that that album to what they're doing now, uh, their most recent works, man. And it's just cool to see who whoever thought that you'd be listening to a 50-some-year-old rapper. Uh I remember uh it was uh LL had that diss on Jack the Rapper, uh Jack the Ripper. And mm-hmm. my old gym teacher ain't supposed to rap, or uh something about a 50-year-old rapper. And uh it, it was uh, now we're I'm I'm paying to listen to 50 50-year-old rappers and beyond. Melly Mel, man. Yeah, the man got five years old, man. That dude looks like you know Tony Atlas out there. Right, right. Ready to run. But at the same time, every other genre of music, you know, who put age limits on any any other music group, right? Who put age limit on it? I mean, I still listen to Sinatra, even though he's passed away. But I mean, Sinatra is—I mean, he's up there for me. Of course, you know, Sinatra has like the number nine ranked song in America right now because they. They rediscovered him on TikTok, and it was it was like I, I was listening to the equivalent of the, the Casey Kasem countdown. And um, right. my way is number nine in America right now, or in the world. Uh, thanks, Dude, to I will, exactly. I would look if you know. Sometimes I, I go through different phases of when I'm like cleaning up or whatever, and just trying to meditate, whatever. I would put some Sinatra on and just rock out, clean a whole house, speak uh, yeah. span. <laughs> oh man, and and that whole rap pack era, man. I love I love Dean Martin. I love Sinatra, and Sammy yeah. Davis Jr. is very very underrated as an underrated. Um, you know, just a triple threat: an actor, a dancer, and a singer. Uh, that that yeah. dude had it all. Actually, a, a, a quadruple threat because he could tell jokes too. So yeah, right, right. He was an entertainer. Period. Yeah. Period. Entertainer. But yeah, you know, they don't make them like that anymore, man. No, they don't. They don't. They don't. They don't. Yeah. And that's kind of um, and, and and like I said, I hope I didn't offend anyone by saying that I was not necessarily a fan of uh, modern day or 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 nineties. I mean, excuse me, two uh, thousands uh, era uh, R and B. But I'm just, you know, man, I, I'm I'm I stick to the classics, man. I'm old school, as you like, you can tell from the T-shirt, baby. Uh, I like that. that. Changed my life. Reasonable doubt. AT aliens, Illmatic, riding dirty. Exactly. I like oh, that. And and last but not least, ready to die. So oh, ready to die. No, you know what? Um, I think that's a good list you got on your shirt there. That's a, that's a very good list. Any uh, any albums missing? Uh let's see, Illmatic. Hey, I, I can make a case for for Kanye. College dropout. Man, college dropout was definitely. Man. I don't know. Obviously, was the time and period of my life. I was like, I'm feeling everything he's putting out. Man, I was working in Tuskegee. I graduated from law school, 
and was actually working in Tuskegee. Um, uh, one of my first law jobs, uh, working with uh, with the great Jack Smith and Johnny Cochran, uh, Cochran Chair Gibbons and Smith, and uh, that came out. I used to ride around, uh, ride around campus, ride around the yard, uh, reminiscing. I was like, yeah, man. <laughs> we used to kick it in that dorm, and, and we used to hang out over here. And oh man, they on the air. And so I, yeah, man, had some great times, man, riding around. Eagles campus, man. Thinking about the good old days, kicking it with, with my homeboys from Mobile. Right. The atmosphere. Funny story, though. So this is the Tuskegee. I'm, I'm going way back. Not way back, but I'm going back to, like, when we really did not have, what you know, social media and all this stuff. So we had to wait on albums to come out. And, yeah. man, when that A.T. Elliott dropped, like, I don't know who got the album and brought it on the yard and put it in their car and played it. For the whole yard that night. I mean, because it dropped like like midnight, and somebody got the album and put it out in the yard. I mean, it, people went crazy. ATLs came out. So those are, those are my members of Tuskegee. Now, I, I was I was living in uh, I remember I was living in the Alpha House, and there was a few albums that that that, that played in everybody's room. Everybody had everybody was playing Maxwell. Uh, the one with this woman's work on it. Everyone played oh, yeah. AT yeah. Aliens, and everyone was playing when that uh when that Raekwon uh golly across uh what's the one ah only built for Cuban links. And only built oh, yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. came out. Oh man, oh, yeah. was, oh, everybody yeah. was 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 a, a Wu Tang uh, East Coast here. Uh, you know what? I was a Wu Tang head from from the first album. I was. I, you know, I, I but I had to like listen to it. I had to listen to it. it was like, okay, I see where they're coming from. But the beats got they sold me. The beats sold me from from you know from the jump because uh, it was at the same time. So Wu Tang and and Outkast was around the same time. So it was kind of like you know I'm like all right, I'm gonna wrap this. I'm, let me listen to this Wu Tang just gotta, to gotta make sure. Are you loyal to I know, I know. Or, or Shaolin? So I know, I know, I know, I know. Then they brought it together. So it was like you know what. It was it was made in heaven, so it was all good. Man, and, and, and bro, I, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a make some some hip hop confessions. All right, uh, Wu Tang in a in a thirty six chambers. I was a fan from the first listen. Uh, on this on this list, reasonable doubt. I had to. It, it, it was about three or four listens before, because I just remember Jay Z from Hawaiian Sophie. I was like, that's the dude that had right. the Air Revolutions and the the Luau shirt, you know, in the jazz video. So I, I didn't really take him seriously as a rapper initially. I just thought he was kind of like, kind of like Flavor Flav, like a, a side guy uh, or a hype man or whatever for jazz. But um, on, on this list, bro, you, you you put me on game with uh with Illmatic, man. I, it took, with Illmatic, I did not, I did not get the magnitude of what Nas was doing, it it was a little too deep because at that time I was real hard on on UGK, and you know just I was converting into a down south hip hop head, and right. and you, you we we were home for something one year uh, for for summer or whatever, and and we were riding might been in the Blue Booster, uh, listening to Illmatic, I think Blue Booster probably had an eight track. It didn't have anything. I think you had a boombox in the back seat. You like LL Cool and Earl. You press play on the boombox. Make sure you have some uh, 
some triple D uh, batteries for the JBC. But uh, <laughs> that Nas, it, it grew on me, man. And, and, and you put me on to it. I was like, all right, I'll take another listen. Um, yeah, yeah, Nas. But Reese Madoubal was like that for me, though. Reese Madoubal was like that for me. You know what? I think that Reese Madoubal. But I would say this. I think true hip-hop, I think you if you can relate to it where you are and where you're from, I think that's true hip-hop. Because regardless, you know, man, it was almost like it was like a soundtrack. It was like, all right, I'm riding through Mobile. And I I feel like I'm in New York, you know, or whatever. I feel like New York is in Mobile at this time. Mm -hmm. And that's, I feel like if you translate to where you are, regardless, I don't care if it's from Houston, from L.A., uh, up north, uh, west coast, or, or New York, or Chicago. Like, you know, we, not, we haven't talked about the Midwest rappers, and you know there's a lot of, a lot of Midwest rappers that yeah. I was loving. Okay, Twister, uh, Crucial right. Then don't get on that. Now, now that's not, don't, don't, don't come at me, but I know you went to Tuskegee. I went to Rose College in Memphis and University of Alabama. We didn't really yeah. play house music, but I've, I've been to some parties at Tuskegee with a, with a, with a, the the Chicago house and the Detroit house and the uh, the, the New York Baltimore house, house the New York house. Turn it out, baby. And uh, the that's go go. And, that's and, the one thing that Tuskegee had. The world is right. ghetto. Literally, right. I think uh, Scarface had that song. The world is a ghetto, and, and it's true. We exactly. can relate to exactly. every hood. Like when Lil Wayne's rapping about what's going on in the Ninth Ward, we can relate to it. When when Trick Daddy's talking about what's going on in Opelika or Liberty City, we can relate to it. Nas is talking about what's happening in Queens, we can relate to it. E40 is talking about what's happening in Vallejo in the Bay Area of California. We relate. PMC Bun B talking about Houston. We relate. So uh, you know, it's 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 phenomenal, man. It's phenomenal. It's this thing called hip hop, man. It, 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 even though there are differences, there's still commonalities, and those commonalities, I think, make us better um, and, and give us insight in, as to what's going on. It's like a, they said it was like the the CNN um, of, of, of the streets. You know, it, it reported what, what was the police brutality in LA before Rodney King, uh, NWA told right. us about, it, and Ice T was telling us about. It. Uh, you know, UGK was telling us about syrup and you know the the slanging slanging stuff on the, up and down I ten from, from Houston to Mobile to Jacksonville to New Orleans, all parts of the point. Um, man, I tell you something else I learned from hip hop, man. The '90s era hip hop, bro. I seen a masterpiece, seen a masterpiece, and they uh you know a puff daddy. These moguls, these guys who were CEOs. We never thought, other than like a Barry Gordy, uh, we, we had never seen a person that looked like us uh, own anything like that or, or have that type of power uh, within that within the music industry. And you know, when 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 and when Cash Money was talking about not just the material side of things, but I listened to the business side and, and I looked at, I read about what what Master P did. You know, he cut out the middleman and did his own distribution and. and Hired his own producers, built his own studios, and um, I, I as, as I started my law practice, man, that's that's kind of what not necessarily inspired me, but I took after that model, and I was like, hey, I don't have to work for somebody my entire life. Why can't I be an owner? Why, you know, why can't I be? I, I don't want to be the starving artist that's suing. You know, I don't want to be Frankie Lyman 
uh, where you know you got three people fighting over your royalties and whatnot. Uh, I, you know, I, I want to be the guy that's, that's writing the checks, that's holding the bag, that's making the shots, and right. uh, you know, looking at those guys, and and you know, they just bossed up, man. We, we uh, I saw a T-shirt piece. It said, "We listen." The difference between us and these younger rappers, we listen to music made by drug dealers, as opposed to them, they listen to music made by drug users. And I'm certainly not glorifying the sale of drugs because it's, it's obviously tragic and is wreaked havoc on our communities, on our family structure and whatnot. But I'm just saying that mindset of, you know, doing some boss level type stuff as opposed to somebody who's thinking with an impaired mind state or is, is more of a, um, how can I say, more of a consumer as opposed to a producer. And I think both of us professionally, we, we try to produce. And, and that's our mindset. We got that boss CEO mentality and we bring it into the corporate structure. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that, hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, as me as a well, it's a trade as engineer, mechanical engineer. Start off at the shipyard down in Pascagoula. Shout out to Pascagoula. Uh, Great profit. Left, was, by the way. Oh man! Oh, oh, the food, the food in Pascagoula is like top notch. I'm gonna tell you, I, I think a little like, that's a hidden gem. Bozo, Bozo, Bozo. Bozo. Uh, last time I, I passed through New Orleans, I had to stop at Bozo's. I think you told me that. I was like, you had bozos? Like, man, I haven't been to bozos in so long. Ah, oh, I miss bozos. But uh, um, left there, moved to Baltimore to work, uh, uh, to go to a bigger, bigger company, uh, bigger defense company. Uh, but I've been in the shipping business for, for since college. Uh, so I've been supporting the Navy for, for 20, almost 25 years, right? So it's been a while. Well, I appreciate yeah. your yeah. service and, and making our country secure, man, and making sure that our our brave men and women in, in, in the Naval services have uh, top-notch equipment that's well-designed and uh, uh, not too not too taxing on the taxpayers' uh, wallets and pocketbooks. Right, 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 right. What the, the, the people we got to give the props to is, 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 is the uh, the service, though. You know, uh, mm -hmm. the fighters. They're the one that really protects this country. So, you know, yeah. bless up to all of them. Yeah. But definitely. And, man, and there I look, man. I just, I just want to give you Props, bro. You, you, he, you are a kid from Tomaville. I mean, excuse me, from Pritchard, Alabama, uh, a descendant of the last slave ship brought to this country, and you're in Melbourne, Australia, transacting business, transacting business on behalf of uh, uh, U.S. And, and, and international security, man. So, props to you, man. You are the ancestors' wildest dreams. No one on the on the could have imagined that. One of their one okay. of their descendants is in Australia, kicking it. I mean, not kicking it, having fun, but you know, there. Uh, that's what our kids should, should strive for, man. Um, you know, not not riding a car with big rims and that kind of stuff, man. But these life experiences. Um, that that's, true. that's true. That's true. Working hard, building a good, solid rep reputation, and uh, man, you, you are the embodiment of that, as as is your wife. So. Uh, shout, shout, shout out and, and props to both of y'all. So, right. appreciate I, it. I don't want to say you what you do. I don't want to. I, I know that there are uh, security clearances and whatnot, so I, I'm not going to really get into it. Now, I respect what you do, and, and, and exactly. I certainly appreciate you because you know, like, like I said, my sister, she's she's in the army, but you know, she she depends on on you guys uh, doing your job 
uh, to make sure that she can do hers. And uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, but thank you, thank you. Yeah, no, um, living life, man. And you know, it's nice. Like I, I said earlier on uh, on this episode, you know, Melbourne is really, really nice. Uh, but it's good just to see different cities and just to see different cultures. I mean, it's extremely diverse here, which mm-hmm. I, you know. I shouldn't be shocked, but I was kind of shocked. I was like, man, it's it's very diverse in Australia. Um, and they, they, they speak American, well, they don't speak American English, but they speak English. <laughs> yeah. you, uh, so they got a little bit. You had a Vegemite sandwich yet? A, be, a Vegemite? No, no. Vegemite sandwich. No, I haven't had that. I'm, I'm about to try that. I'm about to look for that. Uh, Who's that? Uh, you, you may want to just try it, just to say it's the dish, but. So it's, it's, it's like what is it? It's like salty. It's like their version of peanut butter, but it's like a peanut butter or Nutella. It's like spreadable, but it's oh, okay, like gotcha. a unique taste, like a salty, fermented type of taste to it. I've never had it, but I'm just uh, you got me with the fermented. Growing up, they had uh first time I heard of it was I think 1981. Uh, men at work uh, had that song for the Do You Come from the Land Down Under. And one of the lines was in the video was like he just smiled and gave me a Vegemite sandwich. So I, I just remember that was my first time hearing a Vegemite, and I've, I've been, you know, I, I was I was a little dude, man. We didn't have uh, encyclopedias at my house, but I would ride my bike about four blocks to the Mobile Public Library on Government Street, and I just I, I lock my bike up and I go up there and I pull out a World, world Book encyclopedia. And I start at the age and just read everything I could about that country or whatever that entry was. And uh, that was that was fun for me, man. And it was, you know, kind of before video games and all that stuff. So um, I was that was kind of how I learned about, about the world. How kids from Mobile, Alabama could learn about the world uh, without, you know, pre-internet. And, you know, we, I think we had that problem. Back then, I, I remember how excited we were when we got uh, Channel 15. We had ABC, NBC, CBS, and we got Channel 15. Had to have that antenna. Go to 7-Eleven and get an antenna to put on the back of your TV to get the UHF. Uh, yeah, right. And uh, so that was the, the the library man just opened up a, a, a world of opportunities and possibilities for me. And um, kind of like you, man. Shoot, man. When I was six, seven years old. I dreamed of doing what you're doing now, man. Sitting in Melbourne, Australia, with my, my beautiful wife, my healthy son, and you know we're we're, we're having fun, and, and we're doing work, but we're having fun. So, right, lessons, man. Appreciate it, appreciate it, appreciate it. So yeah, so Chuck, so what we uh what we got for the uh, for the fans here? We I know we we want to run a couple of uh, questions to them. I don't know, man. Uh, what we got, D? I know we talked about, we threw a lot of stuff out there. Um, what we let's, gonna let's, talk about next, Hammer? Uh, let's talk about now, and I misplaced it. We were having those technical <laughs> difficulties. <laughs> I'm sitting in my office, and I got all kind of motions and other stuff. Pleading. I think, I think we, we we got a segment called uh, "Run It." Run it wasn't right. Oh, who run it? Who run it? Who, who run, run it? it? Who run it? All right. Let's do it. All right. This is kind of like a, 
you know, you, 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 I'm gonna I'm I'm throw out two categories or, or two artists or historical or sports figures, and you tell me which one you're going with and why. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, Earth, Wind, and Fire, or Frank and Beverly and Mays? Who run it? Earth, Wind, and Fire. Give me the reasons. Yeah, I got to give you the reasons. I'm going to say this. I think, and you know what, I've had this debate with a lot of different people too. All right. Now, don't get me wrong. Definitely being from Mobile or being from down south, close to New Orleans, I got an affinity for uh, Frank and Beverly Mays. Now, I love Frank and Beverly Mays. Mm -hmm. But when it comes from a global perspective, Earth, Wind, and Fire, man, you look at those. And, and also, I come from background. I play trumpet. So uh, oh, musically, oh, you're going I, 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 I had to put the band. Oh man, you're look going at the songs. But you think about the songs, and, and no shade, no shade to Frank and Man. I think if they would have started with better production, because if you look at the music, it's nothing but a Casio keyboard. If you go back to all those songs, mm -hmm. if they became with a band feel or a more of a, a a, a highly produced field. I think they would probably got, and, and they was on the same label. So just think about it. Mm. They put Earth, Wind, and Fire way above Frank Benham and May, yeah. even though they are uh, cult classics for people down south. Yeah, but I think right now that they're pretty much is 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 global. Not say global, but it's definitely in the United States. All over the United States, everyone know who Frank Benham and Mays is. But they knew who Earth, Wind, and Fire was before Frank Benham and Mays. As well as, I'm, I'm going to put this out here too, um, uh, 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 the Eisler brothers. No, 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 no. That's, that's a whole other thing. Now, stop, 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 stop. That's another show. Say something for the people, man. Say something. Okay, okay. okay. We're going to relegate okay. this category of who run it. This, this, this version, today's version of who run it, Franklin Beverly and Mays or the Eisler brothers. You exactly. the okay. And who you have? I got Mays, brother. I got to make okay. you got a band whose last release was, I believe, in 1993. 1993, back to basics. And they still tour. I don't know about the world. I just know, I guarantee you, they close out, not Essence Fest, but they close out the New Orleans Jazz Fest every year. And, and you've got other bands you've had, you know, Nine Inch Nails and the Red Hot Chili Peppers and blah, 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 blah. Frankie Beverly and Mays closes out Jazz Fest, man. These folks have not had, their last album came out when we were, we had just graduated high school and they're still touring, selling out shows everywhere they go. They are, in my opinion, the Grateful Dead. The Grateful Dead did not have a whole lot of studio albums, but their music resonated and stood the test of time to such an extent that they, even though Jerry Garcia has passed away, Jerry Garcia was the equivalent of Frankie Beverly. He passed away and, you know, the Grateful Dead is still touring. So I, right. I, the ability to tour, um, and, and it, that's so important, I think, in the music realm. Rock bands do it. Um, you know, that's kind of how they, they, they make their names or their bread and butter. And the fact that Frankie Beverly, they can play a band from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, can
can sell out in New Orleans, Louisiana. I've seen them sell out in Mobile, Alabama. I'm sure they're selling out Dallas and Houston, Chicago, DC, man, New York City, San Francisco. You can take that show anywhere on the road. And I'm not saying that you can't with Earth, Wind, and Fire, but if Earth, Wind, and Fire came to, let's just say they came to the, the Birmingham Jefferson Civic Center. I think Frankie Beverly and Maine oh, yeah. Birmingham Jefferson Civic Center before Earth, Wind, and Fire went. Earth, Wind, oh, and Fire appeal. Uh, and, and I'm not knocking their 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 uh, I'm not na- knocking their, their their category. Man, Maurice White from Memphis, Tennessee, started out as a drummer, uh, moved out west, I think, but you know, just brilliant. Um, the band, the musicianship within Frank, uh, within um, Earth, Wind, and Fire, I think, is unparalleled. The 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 the, the horns were tight. The the keyboards, the pianos were tight. The sax were tight. Philip Bailey was on tight. Verdin, uh, Verdin White was was on point. Even though you, you brought up the Isaac Brothers, man, um, when my boy, uh, when, when my boy brought out that 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 guitar, uh, uh, they weren't ready oh, for yeah. that versus that. Uh, I mean, you but you heard every song on Casey Kasem's Sunday Countdown on Earth Wind and Fire. You that you every Sunday you heard Earth Wind and Fire. Well, I mean, yeah, that's that's cool, but I mean, Elvis Costello was on Casey Kasem. Countdown. I, I love all of I like it. Casey Costello Casey. too. Countdown. I love that. I love all of those. But that's what I'm saying. That's that's the level we talking about pop. We talking about popular music at the time, and that, that's another debate. We we have to go to another debate. I, I'm with you. I, like I say, I'm definitely not no shade to to uh, Franklin Beverly Mays or just Mays. I think they're a great band as well. It's, 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 uh, I think with Frankie Beverly and Mays, it was quality and not quantity. Earth, Wind and Fire had some great songs. Like I say, they, they, man, everything from Reasons to, uh, uh, Let's Groove Tonight, man, when that, dun, 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 dun. I remember everyone tried to play that on piano. Uh, I remember Chris, Chris Carroll and William Carroll, they had a, uh, they had a piano at their house, and, and me and my god sister Lynn uh, Wilton, God rest her. Uh, but we we would be over there trying to play that on uh, on the piano at Chris's house. But uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire again, not taking anything for, from them. Tight, you know, still touring to this day, still relevant. But I think for me and my money, if I were to see a show, um, if I had to pay to see a show. I think that it would be Frank Beverly amazing. Frank, Miss Frank Beverly, let's, let's bubble wrap him. He is a, a national treasure. Uh, we need to keep that man around. Yeah, Stevie Wonder, Frank Beverly, let's bubble wrap him. Um, put him in a crowd back gotcha. unit or something, and, uh, and and keep them out of harm's way. And and okay. I, I don't care whether he's singing it. Or he, Frank Beverly doesn't have to sing his songs. We're gonna sing them for him at the concert. That's true. That's true. That's true. I want you on that. How much on that? We have time for one more. I'm gonna throw a curveball on you. Right. We keep it in the same kind of. We keep in the same kind of kind of. No, that's probably a little different. Um, uh, eight ball MJ. I can't even say the name. MJG versus three six mafia. Yeah, what you got? Hmm. I've got eight ball and MJG just 
solely based upon that first album coming out hard. It came out, and I was in Memphis in at Rhodes College. Uh, I was I was kind of like online pledging and whatnot when that came out. So that album, that whole album, just resonates with me, man. I'm you know probate show. Uh, Mr. Big, Mr. Big, they call him Mr. Big. And and they, they were like Big Ice, Big Ice. They call him Big Ice, Big Ice, Big Ice. Not because of the size. So that, right. that, that I, I love it. Three, three, six, man, Paul and Juicy. Man, them dudes, oh my God. And, and from how they started out, man, their production, I think they started on like a four, four track or, or eight track. Uh, drum machine or whatever, man, but those beats were so wicked. Um, good Lord, man. And and the stuff they were talking about, rest in peace, Gangsta Boo, uh, Lord Infamous, rest in peace. But uh, but they, those two, A-Ball and MJG, they were from Memphis, but they didn't make it until they moved to Houston and got with Tony Drake. So, uh, whereas 3-6, they, Steady, we're in Memphis doing parties, doing shows, putting underground tapes out, uh, and they certainly influenced the culture there, man. It was Memphis was oh man, like on the on the last show you said Memphis, some somebody from Memphis is different from somebody from Memphis because Memphis is just so big. You got so many parts. You got perfect folks from Memphis. You got uh, you know back that time people wearing S curls. Uh, not not the S curls, uh, Hawaiian silkies. For some reason, breeds more basketball players pound for pound. I think than anywhere else in America, they they love basketball in Memphis. So you had your Penny Hardaways, and uh, I was back when when back when it was Memphis State, not the University of Memphis. But uh, right. in Memphis is it's, it's just so many parts to Memphis, and so many different layers and identities to it. Uh, but ball and G coming out hard. Nine millimeter, nine millimeter boys on robbery. I think the greatest storyteller on robbery and Slick Rick's uh, children's story. I think are, are, are two of the best storytelling raps uh, narratives. I think that I can that I can think of. And I'm sure that uh, you might be right about that. You might be right. You might be right about that. Uh, yeah, you got to put big in there. You got to put big in there, though. Huh. Guess what, Biggie in there, dude? That's that's another story now. That's another story. Hold up. And Hold up. Ice Cube, huh? And Ice Cube. And Ice Cube. Yeah. Today was a good day. Is is probably up there. Tell uh, storytelling uh, uh, hip hop songs is up there. Yeah, that's, that's another yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. It was a good write it. Yeah, but man, but you're right though. You're right. You're right. You're right. But with, with three six, I don't think that there was a certain um, one particular album with three six that kind of resonated with me. But it was just a lot of their their production, man. Just you know, sipping on syrup with uh, uh they mm -hmm. flipped that Marvin Gaye beat off of "Hear My Dear," man. And and that's what I'm saying. Some of those samples that those dudes did and how they flipped stuff, man. Just it was genius. And and I know people say rap is. Rap is crap because it's nothing original about it's it. Like a, you it's take like a Marvin Gaye song that he made as an alimony payment to his wife uh, and flip that thing and then put my boy Pimp really and Bun B on there too. 
right. and then that uh two uh international players anthem. That's that's three sixes beats. That's three right. sixes. Project right. Pat, that was originally he did it. PMC heard it while he was in jail, and he told uh he told Paul and Juicy, man, give me that exact same beat. Don't change nothing. And uh wow. he, he took it and, and, and ran with it, man. Yeah, there's no debate, man. No MJG for me as well. Uh, now, like you just said, like you, like you pretty much, uh, you know, put it out there. I mean, Three Six Mafia has like some of the probably the best names. Uh, I can say anthems. They do have. They, I would call it anthems. I mean, they have like these songs. I couldn't really point to a whole album because right. I'm just not that fan. Like I, like I had, you know, some guys that just they just fans of Three Six Mafia. I'm fans of the songs of them right? because the, the songs they do have, I'm like, okay, yeah. It's it's Man. on the top of the list. D, have you ever been in a club anywhere in America, but particularly the South, when Tata Club up came on? I have. Yeah. I have, definitely. <laughs> they banned that. They banned Tata Club up at, uh, at the CC. Uh, <laughs> that was kind of like that. Uh, what's the uh, uh, down for my down for my for my n words? That was kind of right. what that was. Or milk if you buck. But man, when Terry right. Club came on, Lord have mercy. And if you've ever been to a party and seen some cats, dudes and girls from Memphis, gangster walking, man. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a scene. That's a scene. That, I mean, they were gangster walk the whole party. The whole Luke, party. Shut it down, baby. Mrs. Don't play. The whole. I know. I know. Money, pimping, H's is serious, <laughs> baby. Uh, well, I would say this though. Memphis, he was like, man, when I when I first got to Memphis, I, I was talking about, yeah, man, y'all got y'all got. This is like '92. Man, y'all got Crips and Bloods out here. Nah, man, we ain't got no gang. We ain't got gangs out here in Memphis, man. We got gangsters, man. That was that we got up in this junk, gangsters, and and it, it was real one. Oh man, but it, it, you're right, man. But Orange Mound was different than Whitehaven. Whitehaven was different from Trez Van. Uh huh. You, you know, and and man, just the culture, culture of Memphis, uh-huh. absolutely. I think New Orleans, New Orleans, obviously, yes, yes, you know, New Orleans culture is 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 obviously uh, very well known, man. But that Memphis culture, barbecue, blues, uh, yeah. <laughs> <thug> music, <laughs> and basketball, and, and that Memphis, New Orleans has their own dialect. Say, what up, what up, Woody, and and like that. But Memphis, um, oh yeah, what up, Pimpy? I know, I know, I know, I know. But yeah, but I, I agree with you. I think those are those are two uh, two good debates. But yeah, I, I would agree with you on MJG and A Ball, uh, Six Mafia. Yeah, I love you, but yeah, not yeah, for me. And we we and see, I, I, I was I, I didn't even get into space age pimping and oh man, on the outside looking in and and um and then I like when Ball and that that song they did with uh. Uh, when they want bad boy south, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you don't want none, you don't want right. none. Uh, exactly. But look, man, hey, I know we, we, we're over at about an hour. Look, we're gonna wrap it up, man. I want to say safe travels, uh, continue safe travels to you and the fam. Um, our listeners, man, check us out. We have got the YouTube channel up now. 
two dope dads. The number two dope D-O-P-E dads D-A-D-Z. And just a disclaimer, okay? We're both professionals. I'm an attorney. Daryl's an engineer. My wife is a judge. Daryl's wife is an executive. The, what we're talking about on the show, please don't be offended by like some of the content. The word dope that we use in the show is not about selling drugs. We're not glorifying that. Dope is a is a hip-hop uh term which signifies something as being, man, that's that's really that's that's really cool or, or fresh or, or whatever. Uh we're, we're not advocating drug dealing. And and I know I mentioned earlier that you know a lot of the I, I was talking about a, a, a meme that I saw that said that we listen to music made by drug dealers as opposed to drug users. Look, we, we're not advocating selling the dope or, or anything like that. We're just talking about no. part of the show is us bringing our perspective based upon where we were raised, how we were raised, who we were raised with. And yeah, we saw a lot of that stuff growing up. You, you couldn't help but to see. So, well, but like you said after that, you said it, you, it's really, I mean, let's translate it. This is the businessman, a business executive, and a consumer. And right. it's one you want to be, right? right? So. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, do you do you want to be Ray Kroc or do you want to be the person in the drive-through line um, complaining because the shake machine is down? So, uh, I'd rather be Ray Kroc, Ray Kroc slaying burgers. Are you talking about the McDonald's? Or, the McDonald's on Whistler? Are you talking about the McDonald's on Whistler? I think they uh, ice cream machine been broke for like twenty years. <laughs> nah, man. And, and the thing about it, they need to get it fixed because that's a high profit. You make a bigger profit on. That's why McDonald's sells coffee. They make more profit off those coffees and the the, the milkshakes and all that stuff, and they do all hamburgers. Right. Exactly. So, exactly. And so D. Until next time, man. Um, next oh, time, yeah. Man. Hey, two dope dads on Instagram. D O two. The number two. D O P E. D A D. The letter Z. Two dope dads. Um, and um, oh, my boy T Ballin. Look, bro, you, you heard that intro song uh, with me rapping and uh, the Mary James girls uh, uh, singing the hook uh, for two dope dads in the minivan. Um, my boy T Ball with T Ball with music and his son, that boogie, boogie. Man, thank you so much for orchestrating uh, the beat and allowing us to allow me to uh, um, Lay those, lay those verses down to, to kind of tell the listeners and the viewers who we are and what we're about. So, uh, salute to both of you, uh, very, very talented uh, gentlemen. And um, D, you got any any parting words, man? Before we close this thing out. Hey, everyone, you know, uh, enjoy yourself, be blessed, and let's 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 let's, let's kill another day. All right, and look to all my all my my Catholic buddies and and all of us who uh who right. uh, had a, a a really good time at Mardi Gras, and now we we got a, uh, a I guess atone for our sins uh, for Lent over these forty days. Uh, please uh, hold on to whatever your Lenten obligations are. Uh, come out of this process uh, a better person. Um, be, be closer to God and and. Um, whatever it is that you're letting go or letting into your life, uh, allow that to bring you closer to God so that um, on, on Easter Sunday, when it's time to celebrate the resurrection of the Lord, uh, it'll, it'll allow us to appreciate it that much more. So uh, shout out to my pastor, my frat brother, uh, the most reverend 
Father Emmanuel Williams, uh, CR, uh, I, I thank you for your guidance and uh, all my buddies at Resurrection. Nice of Peter Claver. Uh, that's a whole nother show right there, man. Uh, nice nice of Peter Claver. Nice Over by Dunbar. <laughs> but that's, a, that's, a, that's another uh, story. Uh, shout out to my Striker brothers. Thank you for hosting um, uh, my family and um, for Mardi Gras, I had a blast and um, I'm looking forward to, to doing it again next year. And uh, uh, to everybody else, man, God bless. And we will see y'all with another exciting episode of the Two Dope Dads in a Minivan podcast. Take care. All right. All right, man. Have a good one. An engineer and a lawyer raised up in the dirty south. We gonna spit that real and tell you what this world about. We rode up by you classic Mardi Gras mobile. Now we nine to fivers raising kids and paying bills. We're just two dope dads in a minivan. We're just two dope dads in a minivan. Freak, Nick, and Magic City, more bust than ashtrays. Not an assets who chase a 401ks. Grew up on different strokes, too short and candy girl. Now we got wives running us in the world. We're just two dope dads in a minivan. We're just two dope dads in a minivan.